uh, before you have your seat, um, I just want us to pray for those that have traveled because we are getting to the holiday season right now. And uh, you pray for those that have traveled, those that will be traveling. If you know you are, you'll be traveling within the week also, continue to pray that Lord, for those that have traveled, use our pastor as point of contact. For those that have traveled, they have gone safely, Father, let them return safely. Open your mouth and begin to pray that Lord, you have taken them to their destination. Lord, you will bring them back safely in the mighty name of Jesus. And as many that are planned to travel within the week, Father, we pray, Lord, that you will be with them in Jesus' name. When they, when they fly in the sky, Lord, you will be with them. When they travel through the road, you'll be with them. They travel on the water, you will be with them. They shall go safely and return with testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Again, we are still not going to sit down because we are here to celebrate, to worship God. Thank God we are coming back to Norma. Uh, while we invite the choir to come back to the stage, uh, Sister Lola will be leading on in a very special number. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We're just going to worship God. Our God is great. Hallelujah. Do you serve a great God? Hallelujah. Praise God.
appreciate you we thank you because you are a mighty mighty God your name is great everything written about you is great even when they ask question about you it is great father we appreciate you continue to be greater in our life in the mighty name of Jesus let your presence continue to be mighty in our life in Jesus name thank you almighty God as we go into your word Speak your word into our heart in Jesus' name. And let your name, let it be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, choir. God bless you. The greater, greatness of God shall never cease in your life in Jesus' name. Imagine... Uh, the ushering team are asking me who is who I am. Or they are saying, they are pointing to me, who is this? For those of you that don't know, I've been in charge of the ushering team since 2011. I've been the ushers leader. Now I'm the ushering uh, coordinator in the council. Imagine they are now saying, who is this? How will this sound? And that is exactly what happened in the scripture. People that are supposed to know who is he, they were asking, who is this man? That is our topic for today. Who is this man? Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. I'll be reading from verse 35 to 41. Mark chapter 4. I'll be reading from NLT, New Living Translate, Translation. From verse 35 to 41, it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, 
let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowd behind, although other boats followed. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and began to fill with water. Verse 38. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on cushion. The disciple woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the wave, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Verse 40. Then he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obeyed him. Now, disciples, disciples they were asking, who is this man? Between you and me, we're supposed to know that they have been with him for some time. They should know who is he. But this is the issue. When, like I said from the beginning, if the choir, if the ushering team should be asking, who is this man pointing to me? It means something surprise or something else is happening. And that is exactly what is going on here. When you look at NIV, NIV says, verse 41 says, they were terrified and ask each other, who is this? They did not even put man. The man is not mentioned here. But they know who they are talking about. Who is this? And what is the surprise? Why that question was because even the wind and the waves obey him. So this is an interesting question from the disciples. Like I said, the situation that always surrounds this type of questions Either you are afraid, something has caused you to be afraid, or something surprised you. For somebody you have known before, you are now saying, who is this? Or who is this man? Who is this sister? Who is this woman? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Don't get carried away with the story. We are here to worship God. So I need full concentration. So this is not the first time that this type of question is asked in the scripture. It's never the first time. When Herod, King Herod, seek to see Jesus, he asked similar question. King Herod, when he seek to see him, he asked similar question. Turn with me quickly to Luke 9. Luke chapter 9, verse 7 to 9. Now, Herod, the tetrarch heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed because some were saying that John has been raised from dead. Others that Elijah has appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this? I hear such thing about. He tried to see him. Herod asked the same question. 
Who then is this? That is not all. When Jesus entered into Jerusalem, people were asking similar questions. In Matthew 21, verses 10 and 11. Matthew 21. The people of Jerusalem asked same, yeah, the people of Jerusalem asked same question, verse 10. And when he has come into Jerusalem, all the city were moved, saying, who is this? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. In case of that of uh, disciples, there was no record of answer because that question appeared to be a rhetoric question that don't deserve any answer because they know who is he. But what they're actually asking is because of marvelous things, surprising that happened to them. That is why they're asking, who is this man? If I should ask, maybe all of you here, I might get variety of answer that who is this man? Who is Jesus? But let's leave that aside. If I should ask people outside, who is this person? An average person, some of them might say, I don't, I'm not sure I don't know him. Some might say that you are going to get different kind of answer. Some will simply say, he, he is the son of God. Other might say he's a prophet or a religious leader. Some might even say that it is nobody. Some will say that. They might say, I've never heard about him. They can say that. So this is an interesting question from disciple. Who is this? And that question we might need to answer this afternoon. Praise the Lord. In fact, many of us, as we are sitting down here, we need to answer this question within our heart. You might know him, but who is he to you? Because the more accurately you understand who Jesus is, the more accurately you get closer to him. Like I said, to many, Jesus might be nobody. That doesn't mean that uh, they don't believe that he exists. Some of them will pretend that he's nobody. But what they are thinking is that I'm less concerned about him. I'm not talking about people like you. There are some people when you go to them, they know that Christian, as Christian, we serve Christ. We serve Jesus Christ. But when you ask them, who is Jesus? They say, I don't know. They know that it, it's, he is assisting, but at the same time, they just want to pretend. And I believe that no one is having that kind of a mindset here that he is nobody. Because Jesus Christ is somebody in our life. You are sitting down here because he's still on the throne. To the enemy, he doesn't want you to be here. To devil, he wants coronavirus or COVID-19 to sweep many people away. But here you are today. So Jesus Christ is very vital in our life. Praise the Lord. 
Some of us, we are here to sing, to dance, to listen to the message, but still we don't know who this man is. We don't know. And we need to know and understand him and surrender ourselves to him because he is a God. He is responsible for our salvation. The moment you submit yourself to him, that glorious home that is preparing, you are going to partake in it in Jesus' name. So back to verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. The same question we will ask. If somebody should come now and start doing some things, you want to know who is that person. And that Jesus Christ has done that before and is going to do wonderful things in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. So let me try to answer this question that uh, disciples are asking. Who is this? He is Jesus. He is God who became man. Is that clear? He is Jesus. He is God who became man. Jesus Christ is God. He is the second person in Godhead. In case somebody asks you outside, who is this your Jesus? You know what to tell him when you say it's our Savior. We know, yes, it's our Savior. But he is God. He is God's son and also the son of God. He has always existed from the beginning with the father and was never created. He was there from the beginning. He was there with God from the beginning. John 1, verse 1 to 3. In the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. This Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that, that was made. Okay? Now, in verse 14 of that same John, it reads, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Can you see now? That word became flesh and dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. That is Jesus for you. When somebody asks you, who is this Jesus? You simply say, he is son of God. He is God. He has been with him from the beginning up to now. And he came in form of man. He came in form of flesh. Rather than being created, the Bible said that everything was created by him. And everything is subjected to him. Jesus is great in our life. Colossians 1.16 says, Colossians 1, 16 and 17 say, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that on earth, visible and invisible, whether throne or dominions or principality of, or power, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and him and in him all things consist. So who is this man? Jesus Christ is God. This is also confirmed in John 3, John 10, 30. John 10, 
verse 30. I and the Father are one. Just 10 verse 30. I and my Father are one. So Jesus is God. He is a powerful God. When we talk about being powerful, we are not talking about the strength now. We are not just talking about, we know that he has all the knowledge. We are not just talking about that. But he is the kind of God that can make things happen. Whenever he wants something to happen, he is the one that will make it happen. He's so powerful that he can make every impossibility in your life to be possible. If you believe in this, put your hand, to Jesus, to your, your hand together for Jesus. So he demonstrated his power by his ability to accomplish whatever he destined for you. Whatever he, he wants to happen in your life. He has that power. He is God. He is God who is so powerful. If you see, the burning bush, it can only happen through God. What happened in Egypt, the plagues, it can only happen through God. Even irrespective of what you are going through now, whatever is going on in your life, he still remains powerful. You all remember what happened to Job. You know what happened to him. Now let's see how Job expressed the power of God. Job 26, verse 7 to 14. He spread out the northern sky over empty space. He suspended the earth over nothing. He wrapped up the water in his cloud. Yet the cloud do not burst under the weight. He covers the face of the full moon, spreading his cloud over it. He marks out the horizon on the face of the water for a boundary between light and darkness. It can only be God. Verse 11. The pillar of the heaven quake, agash at his rebuke. By his power, he churned up the sea. By his wisdom, he cut Rahab to pieces. By his breath, by his breath, the sky became fear. His hand pierced the gliding serpent. Verse 14. And this about bought the outer fringe of his work. How faint the whisper we hear of him. Who then can understand the thunder of his power? If it has not happened to you, you have not having any testimony to share. You may not really understand how powerful God is. Because when he made every impossibility possible in your life, you'll be asked to say, who is this God? He is not a dead God. He's a living God. Everything that is written about him is so great. What are they going to talk about you? When you leave Oman, what are the comments that people is going to say? Can they say everything about you? It's great. Everything written about Jesus Christ are God that is so powerful. He's great. Brethren, you cannot change it. Your behavior cannot change it. 
either you be a good ambassador in your in the other area in your secular job he will remain great forever in jesus name so he has the power to protect his people and he enable this power to do every impossibility so when somebody asks you that question who is this your jesus simply say it's my savior he has all the power to make every impossibility possible if they ask you for that why because everything written about him is what is great and what is what are you going to write about him it is your testimony it is the testimony you share that you confirm that everything written about him is great it is the way you behave it is your character outside the church building that will prove that everything written about him is great we talk about daniel god demonstrated his power in the life of daniel he sealed up the mouth of the lions till today when you hear about daniel what first come to mind of everyone is lion uh, daniel in the lion's den right there are some other things he does in the life of daniel daniel could not interpret dream he made that possible that is power of god you might be thinking this is your potential god can bring another potential out in you if you want to know about that because god displays his power in giving daniel an ability that was not natural that is to interpret dream when you read daniel 12 i'm not going there you will know what i'm talking about peter walk on the sea that is power of god and who commanded this who commanded it we don't remember jesus jesus commanded it so he can use his power to bring out what is not natural in your life and you will discover that greater thing will happen to you in jesus name when you look at peter peter was walking on the sea on the water until his faith started to go down that is when he began to sink and i pray that you will not sink in jesus name so every one of the apostles of christ was able to do miracle because everything they know about him is great they did so many super, supernatural events through the power of the same person they are asking who is this they understood who he was but because they have seen what they have not even thought about and that question came out they begin to ask each other who is this man so disciple ask who is this i'm telling you today he's a powerful god god's power has been shown in many ways and we might not be going there now you you read your scripture you will see how god has proof who is it so god works supernaturally supernaturally he changed life dramatically and permanently he influences event to accomplish whatever he wants so why aren't we see experience why are we not seeing and experiencing more of god's power in our life you know what might be taking that away from you 
just surrender your life to Jesus. Give your life to him. The same thing that happened in the scripture will begin to happen in your life in Jesus' name. Back to our test. That is the Mark 4, verse 39. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the wave, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down. Okay? And everything remained calm. We are talking about severe storm here. Maybe hurricane, something like that. Or maybe even greater than that. But you need to understand that the same set of people that are asking this question, they are experienced fishermen. They should know that, yes, that kind of wind, what it can do. So, and they also have experience with what Jesus Christ has done in their presence. So why are they asking that type of question? So, Jesus was able to speak to the storm and calm the storm down. In essence, don't limit what God can do in your life. Don't think that, yes, um, there's no way out. In that severe storm, just three words, be still, quiet, and everything remain calm. That same word can be pronounced to your life. And that changes you are expecting you will see it in Jesus' name. Don't limit God. He's going to do great things in your life. So the disciple asked, who is this? A God who is powerful. That's I've just said. So although when the disciple asked this question, um, who is this? They know that he's not an ordinary man. He's the God man, the son of man, the son of living God, Jesus Christ is his name. He is the man who can touch the leper and restore the skin. Let's put our hand together for him. He is the one who gives sight to the blind. He's the one. He is the one who makes the lame walk. He is the one that heals all manner of suffering. And he is the one who raised the dead. He is the one who took our suffering on the cross, our punishment, our shame, and he died for us. He is the one. He is a God who is faithful savior, deliverer, that you can have a personal relationship with. So when somebody asks you, who is Jesus? Simply say, it's my savior, it's my deliverer, is somebody already have personal relationship with. And when you have personal relationship with somebody, if you are going to his house, you may not even need to even knock before you enter because it's like your home. Or even when you knock so that they can open the door for you, you'll be free to move to everywhere. Why? Because you have personal relationship with him. So he is a faithful God, deliverer, that you can have personal relationship with. When God introduced himself to Moses as I am that I am. He introduced himself, I am that I am. And he told Moses, I am has sent me. Go and tell the Egyptians, go and tell Pharaoh that I am has sent me. He believed. You also need to believe. 
you also need to have that strong belief that yes, he is the savior, he is deliverer, he is the somebody you already have personal relationship with. Just believe in him, he's going to deliver you. Just have faith in him, he's going to set you free. Believe in him and he will perfect all that concerns you in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know those areas of your life that the pandemic has taken many things away. That pandemic might be like a storm in your business. It might be like a storm in your job. It might, the wind might have taken you to a different direction. Just three words. Be still, quiet. When Jesus pronounced that into your situation, everything will become what? Calm. Amen? He's the person, like I said, you can have personal relationship with him. Because in John 3.16, I'm reading from English Standard Version now. John 3.16, that's a popular thing, a verse that we know. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only son, that who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You need to believe in him to have relationship, personal relationship with him so that you can have that eternal life. Establish a personal relationship with him. He is God. He is faithful savior and deliverer. In Revelation 3.20, behold, he is talking here. Jesus Christ is talking. I'm reading from ESV also. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. Jesus Christ is knocking at the door of your heart now. Open that door for him. The disciples have asked the question, who is this man? I'm telling you, is some is God that you can have personal relationship with. He's knocking at your heart, at your heart. Open your heart to him. Let him dwell there. He's going to eat, eat with you. He's going to settle with you. We also, you also will eat with him. He's a powerful God. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to Father except through me. When you establish your personal relationship with him, you already have the visa, the ticket to go to the Father. So when somebody asks you, who is this man? Who is this Jesus? Tell them that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody go to the Father except through him. Open your heart, open your mind, let him come there so that you can have access to the glorious Father. So when we walk with God, sometimes when we walk with God, things may not be so easy. But I'm telling you, everything will be possible. Right? You might be working with him. I said, maybe things might not be so easy because persecution will come. Persecution will come. People will talk bad about you. People say many things about you, unprintable names about you. But because God is by your side, they don't have the eyes to see him. But in your heart, 
You already open when he knocked your, the, the doors of your heart and you already open your mind to him. He said to there. When you walk in team with him, things might not be easy, but everything will become possible for you in Jesus' name. So our God is so powerful that he made everything possible. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32b, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploit. When you walk with God, when you have personal relationship with him, you will do great exploit. Things that they thought you cannot do, what they thought you cannot accomplish, brethren, because I am that I am, is behind you. You are going to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. You remember Goliath and, and David? Because God was with him. He conquered. He overcome Goliath. We all know the story. We are not going there. We remember the three Hebrew boys, Cedric, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel 3, 14 to 15. Maybe quickly we look into that. Daniel 3, verse 14 to 15. Because these three guys, they have that uh, relationship with God. Brethren is still the same God. You can establish your, your relationship with him. Because they have it. Let, let, let's read. King Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of God I have set up? If you do not worship it, you'll be thrown immediately into the blessing furnace. Then, what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? And see what they said. And they said, if we are thrown into the blessing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand. See? Question from the king and right question from the three boys that have God, they are working with God. They have personal relationship with him. Boldly, they answer that question immediately. And we all know what follow. So, like I said, when you have personal relationship with him, he is there for you. Daniel in the lion's den, we know that, that God was there with him. So that same God is still with you. I don't know the kind of uh, fire that you are now. Maybe you have lost your job. Maybe your business is not going the right direction. Just have that personal relationship to the person that the disciple is asking, who is this man? Establish yourself with him and you will, he will perfect all that concerns you in Jesus' name. So in answering that question of disciples, who is this? I've told you a God who is powerful. And I've mentioned a God you can establish your relationship with. He is faithful, savior, and deliverer. He will deliver you in Jesus' name. So the question is, who is this? He is a God who is patient. He's very patient. At times we go beyond our boundary. We do so many things. He, he will never get angry because he wants to welcome you back. At times we behave like a prodigal son. We walk away, even when he hears his voice. 
we distance ourselves. But he's so patient that he know that you will go around and come back to him. When somebody asks you, who is this Jesus? He is a God who is patient. He's very patient. Verse 37 to 39. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. I'm reading from the Mark 4 now. That is our main test. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. And he began to feel the water. Jesus was sleeping. You see, he relaxed. He was not bothered. He wasn't bothered about it. And the disciples should have understand better that, yes, he is here with us. We should not be afraid. But brethren, if you are thinking you are strong, that means you have not seen something that will frighten you. When you see something that frightens you, you will shout, oh, Jesus, when even Jesus is with you. How many of us have seen snake before? Maybe you suddenly see snake. What will be your reaction? No matter how strong you are, you will first move back. The disciple, let me keep reading verse 38. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with, the, with his head on cushion. The disciple woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silent, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Here we have 12 people that should know better. Now, if you read from the beginning of this scripture, verse 35, it's not just that boat only. It was recorded that other boats followed. Nothing was said about them. You can imagine the disciples, they were with Jesus Christ in the same boat. Now imagine what other people will be doing. They'll be so scared. What kind of question do you think they will ask when they discover that suddenly the storm stopped? That is how mighty our God is. So here we are looking at 12 people who should know better. Who was in their boat? But they fail to understand who is with them. No matter what the situation you are passing through now, just have it behind your mind that, yes, I'm serving a living God and not a dead God. And have that, this mindset that he will never abandon you. Yeah, Jesus didn't hold their mistake against them. When Jesus woke up and trying to, when he it, when it stopped the, 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 uh, the storm, he didn't even say, why are you disturbing my sleep? He was not querying them that, why are you saying this? He only asked them, they have little faith. They should realize that it's with them. He didn't punish them for not recognizing that, they are, that he is there with them, that he was in that same boat with them. So Jesus is always patient, he's ready to forgive all our iniquities. That thing that you have done, that you are thinking that, okay, if I go to him now and ask, will he answer me? He's very patient, just ask sincerely for forgiveness and he is ready to listen to us in the mighty name of Jesus. So how many of us could realize who this man 
God is. How many of us? Because when we think about our iniquities, sometimes it takes us back. That should I receive answer to my prayer? But he's a merciful God. He is very merciful. But you need to come to him with sincerity of heart. So he is God that is merciful and always patient with us. He's not in a haste to judge us or to punish us. He wants us back. If you see what happened in the Old Testament, whenever the children of Israel misbehave, anytime they misbehave, judgment. But Jesus has redeemed us back. He's very patient. That is why the Bible has to say this about him. Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgression from us. We know during the 30 years anniversary, one of our uh, invitees, we were standing here together, and then he asked me a simple question. He said, what is, the, uh, what is the difference between Nigeria and Kenya? I just look up and I said, sir, Kenya is where the sun rises, and Nigeria is where the sun sets in Africa. It was so funny to him. He asked me to explain. I said, because Kenya is in the east of Africa, and Nigeria is in the west of Africa. He said, okay, I see. Then I said, there are two hours different. You can see there are two hours different between those countries I mentioned. So you will know that, see the kind of gap that God, that Jesus has removed your sin. But don't think that because he has removed it today, okay, again, you want to walk back. No flight will take you back unless you book your own flight yourself to take you back to your sins. Praise the Lord. So John 6:37. All that the Father give me will come to me. And whoever come to me, I will never drive away. Come closer to him. I've said it, that you can establish a good relationship with him. He's very patient. He will never drive you away. He will never send you away. He's ready to listen to your complaint. He's ready to forgive you. 1 John 1.19, that is 1 John 1.19, 1.9 says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just, and we forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That is who he is. When somebody asks you, who is this man? Simply refer to that person to 1 John 1.19, that as far as I've confessed my sin, he is the one that is faithful and just. He has forgiven me all my sins. And he will never drive me away from him. Likewise, in John 8, John 8, verses 10 and 11. When Jesus has raised him up, or when Jesus raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He will never condemn you. He is 
Jesus. He is powerful God. He is the one you can establish good relationship with. He will never condemn you. He will always draw you closer. Even when the world condemns you, he is there to set you free. I will tell you, go and sin no more. Sin no more. He didn't say you have to go back. Verse 11. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've read that. So who is this? Let's just refresh our memory. A God who is powerful, a God who is faithful, savior and deliverer, who you can establish a personal relationship with, and a God who is patient. Brethren, I want to tell you also that he is a God who provides. When somebody asks you, who is this Jesus? He is a God who provides. So don't be afraid. The bed of the sky. God provides for them. He is going to provide for you as well in Jesus' name. Verse 40 of that Mark 4. Then he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still, do you still have no faith? I'm asking you the same question. Do you still have no faith? Don't be afraid. He's going to provide for you. He's going to make a way for you. When there is no way, he's going to establish you. So when somebody asks you, sometimes, even when you, you um, sometimes people see you, you carry your Bible, you are going to church, and maybe you have lost your job, or you are praying, they are seeing you. They will say, what is wrong with him? How we have been praying, 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 praying. What is the result? Don't look at that. Don't look at the noise of the market. When you go to Lulu, you are not looking at the noise. You know what you want to go and buy. Go directly there, pick it. You know whom you serve. Continue to talk to him. He will make a way for you. When the children of Israel got to the, the Red Sea, they thought that was the end. But who is he? I am that I am. Prove himself. I don't know the Red Sea that you are now. I don't know the situation you find yourself. Who is this man? He is Jesus. Who provides? He's going to provide for you in the mighty name of Jesus. He said in the book of Isaiah, I will open a double door. That what? No one could shut down. No one will be able to close it. Double door. See? God is talking. Because if it is one door, maybe they can hold it. But when you talk a double door, imagine a door that one single leaf of the door is as wide as this hall. One single, because when he says he's going to open a double door for you, he's not talking about this kind of door. It's a kind of door that when trucks try to go horizontally, it, they will pass through. That is why he said no one will be able to shorten it. Those are the kind of door that he will open for you. In Jesus' name. Yeah. He has said he's going to provide. That verse I've just read, how do you see that verse? Do you see it as a rebook? That Jesus Christ is rebooking the, his uh, disciples. It wasn't. I see it differently. I believe Jesus was trying to keep the disciples from making another mistake. That is how I see it. He's not rebooking them. 
Jesus wants to give you support. He's ready to provide support for you. Only what you have to do is to call upon him. What you need to do is to get closer to him. What you need to do is to recognize who is he. I believe today, if somebody asks you, who is Jesus? We know, I know you say it's our savior. Yes, it's our savior. He's a powerful God. He's not in form of strength, but in form of making every impossibility to be what? To be possible. He's the one that will direct your path. He's the one that will show you which direction to follow. In the book of Isaiah, it says, you will hear the voice behind you say, this is the way, follow it. He is the one. He's the one that will deliver you. He's the one that will set you free. He's the one that will shine his light into that darkness that covers your way. And that part will be made clear for you in Jesus' name. When the children of Israel left Egypt, in the night they have pillar of what? Fire that goes before them to lighten their way. And in the daytime also they have the dove that shows them the way to follow. He is the one, he is the way. When somebody asks you, who is this man? You say what? He is the way. So he's the one that provides support for you all around. He provides support. He's ready to help you. Whatever different kind of support that you want, Jesus Christ is ready to provide that support for you. He wants to help you to avoid making mistakes. He wants to show you that, yes, you need not to go back to your past. Your past. He wants you to look forward and see what is going to happen in future. Let's be practical now. Whenever we buy a computer, anytime we buy one computer or the other, they normally say that um, um, they provide, I think, technical support, right? One time I lost my code number to that I used to lock one of my phone. I have to go to Samsung in a gala to go and give them to give me technical support to open it. So what have you lost? Go back to him. He's ready to provide that technical support. He will unlock what you have forgotten also. He is the one. So whenever you buy a computer, they normally put one number there. A number will be written there that in case this is the, uh, that those number, I'm talking about, um, um, there's a number that says toll free, something like that. that. Those are the kind of, yeah, toll free. Because they want you to come back to them when there's any support that you need. They will say toll free. That you, when you call that number, I think you will not spend any money. In the same way, Jesus is ready to give you free support. Amen? He has paid for everything. He has paid for it. So when you buy the computer, they will put number, you can call this, or they will tell you their technical support team where you can contact at any time. The same way, Jesus is ready to provide technical support for you in Jesus' name. And that is why he dropped his contact number, right? 
Do you believe that? He dropped his contact number in the scripture. Jeremiah, 3, uh, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. What does it say? Can, brother, can you project that? Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Ask me, I will tell you some remarkable secret about what is going to happen. Okay? The version I have here say, Call to me, I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable thing you do not know. He has given you that opportunity. The ball is in your court. You get confused. You get to a junction of dilemma. You don't know which direction to follow. Jesus Christ he said, what? Call unto me. I will show you what? The direction to follow. Unsearchable things. When somebody asks you, who is this man? Simply say, he is the one that will show me unsearchable things. He asked me to call upon him. Are you ready to call him? Are you ready to talk to him? Are you ready to table before him those things that is troubling your mind? He has given you that opportunity. It's not only that place he has given you what to do. In Matthew 11, verse 28, Matthew 11, verse 28. Can somebody read from this projection? I just want somebody to read that. Thank you, brother. Now, times and condition is here. He's not say everybody. He said, come to me. All you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So, if you know that you have everything, this scripture might not be applicable to you. If you feel you have everything, he said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. He has given you that opportunity to call on to him. So when somebody asks you, who is this Jesus? He is the person that is ready to answer my call. Who is, he is the person that is ready to carry my load. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He's ready to give you rest. He's ready to provide for you in the mighty name of Jesus. So in conclusion, who is this God to you? A God who is powerful? A God who is faithful savior and deliverer? A God who is patient? A God who provides? Do you need his power in spite of the storm that you are facing? That is why he said, call on to me. Do you need personal relationship with him? Do you need his patience and forgiveness? Do you need him to provide you with what you need to live for him? In verse 41 of our test, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They ask each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. Are you in the state of panicking or you are being terrified by the situation around you? You are qualified under that Jeremiah 33 verse 3. 
You are qualified to use that scripture. You are also qualified to use Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Once again, the disciples ask each other, who is this man? Even the wind and the wave obey him. The same man will intervene and all the storm in your life will be over in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless his word. Let's put our hand together for Jesus.